Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Welcome to Parenting in Acadiana podcast. I am Amy Broussard, your host today, and with me in the studio is Ben Broussard. He is Director of External Affairs, joining us from Catholic Charities of Acadiana. Welcome. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us. So let's start with Catholic Charities. What do you guys do? What What's your organization about? What's sure, your, your focus? Sure, sure. Um, so Catholic Charities of Acadiana, we've actually existed here in Lafayette since 1973. We were founded by uh, Monsignor Segur, who was a, a pastor on the north side of Lafayette. He was assigned to a church, I believe it was St. Genevieve, in the early 70s. And soon after arriving, he realized that there was a great need. On that side of town, there was a lot of poverty, and we are very grateful that he decided that he had a responsibility to do something about it. So the legend, and I know that this was only 40 years ago, I love to say legend, legend has it, um, that he, he actually started providing emergency rental assistance underneath the overpass at I-49 and 10. But from there, lots of different services came about that, that were geared toward helping those who experiencing or who were experiencing hunger, homelessness, and poverty. And so we operate several different services that gear to the most vulnerable. Probably the most popular or the most widely renowned would be St. Joseph Diner. We, uh, we serve about 300 meals per day at St. Joseph Diner, and that's to anyone who is in the neighborhood, anyone who's experiencing homelessness, it is, we, we're nestled inside a rather impoverished community. So we'll serve three meals a day there. Our breakfast is served to those who access our services at the hygiene center. The dinner is for those who are at our shelter. And you might say, well, why, why do you just say that? Well, there are other agencies that operate in our area, Salvation Army being one of them, and they're a great community provider. And they do a dinner for the public, just like we do the lunch for the public. And so we both decided that it was really in the community's best interest that we not duplicate services, that we do that, they do that, both not left with food left over in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right next to the diner is Stella Morris Hygiene Center. This is a service that came out of necessity. We had somebody who was working for us who was um, in in leadership over St. Joseph Diner. They made several trips per day out to the dumpster. And one day they walked down, they realized that there were some personal effects around the dumpster. There was a a pair of underwear, there was a wash rag, there was some soap, some shampoo, and in, in, a, in a hustle, you kind of grab it, throw it in the trash can, and you, and, you, and you go about your business. Well, she came back out the next day, day later, and saw that there was, it kind of like magically reappeared. And it occurred to her that folks were showering in the spigot behind the dumpster. And so really from that point, it began a conversation about how do we meet that need. Thankfully, we live in a super generous community. 
We had several community partners who stepped forward to help us renovate an old storeroom into the Stella Mars Hygiene Center. And, and so we have three showers and a set of bathrooms and folks can come in. And this is a service for those who are currently on the street. Because if you're in a shelter, there, there's a shower, there's right. bathrooms in there. We gave over 5,000 showers last year, about 2,200 loads of laundry as well. Because look, if you're on the street, you've got your stuff in your, in your pack. Where are, you, where are you taking care of your things? And so, so that's the Stella Mars Hygiene Center. We also operate uh, the Monsignor Segura Center, which is named after our founder. This is an operation that works to keep people in their homes, to divert people from homelessness. So we do emergency payments uh, for rental assistance in an emergency sense. We'll, we'll help out with emergency funeral assistance. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about this? I mean, when you're living in poverty, when you're, when you're on those, that margin, Something that you and I might think, oh, we can handle that. An unexpected expense could be catastrophic. And so, you know, we, we operate best practices to figure out who, who would be the most vulnerable and, and where we can help out in those kind of situations to help keep people in their homes. And so we also have our sheltering operations. We shelter men and women. We have a men's shelter where we've got 48 beds. We've got a, a veterans center that gives very special services to those who have served our country. I'm really grateful to a partnership that we have with the VA that has really put a huge dent in veteran homelessness here in Lafayette. And we're we're really grateful that over the last year, uh, we opened up a, a new shelter here in Lafayette that is focused on the needs of women. It's hard for anyone to be on the street, but you just, you got to know that it's harder on women. Um, we see pregnant women, uh, we see young women, we see women of, of all, from all ends of the spectrum who are experiencing homelessness. And we have a, a special place that is specially geared to take care of them and, and give them safe shelter while they work toward entering stable and secure housing. Probably finally, in this, this would be kind of the newest service that, that we're involved in, our newest program would be Catholic Charities Disaster Response. And look, we, we have, we've kind of dipped our big toe uh, over the past 20-something years uh, into being involved in the long-term recovery for, for disasters. You know, you've seen Katrina and Rita, and even you know, Isaac uh, was, was big here, it was a Gustav. But really, two years ago with the floods of, of August uh, 2016, we saw an event that no one could have predicted. It was a rain event. Right. Really, that's what that's what the meteorologists call it—a rain event. And there were just tens of thousands of people who were out of their homes, and so there was lots of folks in our community who were able to rebuild. They had that safety net; they had people they could call on. There were so many who couldn't, and that's the thing about poverty: is does disaster affects poverty in a disproportionate way. And so we're grateful. Uh, we're working off of a $1.6 million long-term recovery grant through Catholic Charities USA to continue doing long-term relief for folks who were affected. And so um, all of this, all these things that we're talking about, these are services geared toward the most vulnerable. These are the ones who need it the most. That's amazing. You guys do wonderful work. And uh, so much, so much. <laughs> it's a lot. 
We serve those who, I like to dispel the myths, we are an organization that we core values really reflect Catholic social teaching, but the folks who we serve, we're not checking cards at the door. Mm-hmm. We have folks who have uh, just a range of religious affiliations, life experiences, cultures, peoples, colors, ev- everything. We serve them because they have a need. That's awesome. So at, at the time of this recording, we're, we're recording in November, and the whole reason why we asked you here and we thought it would be a great connection, aside from just any time it's a good connection sure, yeah. to, to, to teach the community about these things, is that it's the holidays, so we know that's it's on, on it people's minds. People who are less fortunate, people who have a greater need than, than we do. So maybe let's talk a little bit about how parents can talk to their kids and have a conversation about what they see or what they don't see, that this is a reality that's happening right here in our community. It's not something you only see on TV. This it, It's a reality for some people. So can can you offer a little bit of advice or to parents about how to start the discussion? Sure, sure. And look, uh, for, for all disclosure, I, I work for Catholic Charities, but my primary vocation is husband and father. My wife, Simone, and I have been married for 15 years, and we have three boys Noah, Joel, and Andrew, uh, let's see, 13, 13 going on 21, um, <laughs> 13, 10, and 5. Oh, wow. And so we're, and, and we're uh, along with the family, we've got five other nephews, and, and they're all boys, of course. And so it's just this group of boys. And so we're raising boys. We're, we're, we know that, the, you know, that the hopes of all the next generation are in our hands as parents. And so that's a weighty responsibility, right? Yeah. And so Simone and I have, we talk often. We are, we are parent nerds, okay? For the record, Amy, we are parent, parent nerds. nerds. We are. Um, we, are, we, are we, we have coined that phrase. Um, we talk about it often. We talk about parenting. We, we reflect on what we did and what we didn't do right and what can we change moving forward. And so, you know, all the, all the parenting things that, um, th- that need to be reiterated uh, about being consistent, and following through and all these things. But we, we want to make sure that we are preparing these young men to be responsible citizens when they're older. And, um, personally, I don't think that you can just do that in one conversation. I think these kind of things have to be revisited. We've, we've had the birds and the bees talks and, but, but even that, like when you have that, you, you, you got to come back to it. I think, and uh, so with something like this, with the with the issue of homelessness, with the issue of poverty, especially for, for folks who may not have been affected by it. I mean, I know that I've I had a rather fortunate upbringing. I, I never wanted for anything. And uh, and so I've I, I, I know that going into what I do and who we represent, like, I want to learn from the people that we represent and what I have learned is this. Number one, you may not have much in terms of material possessions, but it doesn't mean that you aren't a joyful person. I have seen some joy, the irony of seeing joy on the face of somebody who either slept on the street or in a, in a shelter that last night. That'll make you think, right? Mm-hmm. Joy, but also just knowing that 
there, there are there are so many different reasons that somebody ends up either homeless or poverty or in poverty. You've got sometimes it's it's generational. Sometimes your great grandmother was in poverty, and then you know, but she she struggled to raise these kids, and then the kids had kids, and there you just you were kind of set behind the curve. Also, there are just there are major life things that sometimes you, folks just can't recover from. Like I, I would impress on my children that the guys that we serve, they didn't choose that. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose that. And so it's unfair to drive by and say, hey, go get a job, you know, because I've met enough folks who just aren't workforce ready. God bless them. Like it's not that easy. It's a complex issue. It's a societal issue that that civilizations have dealt with for for just millennia. And so, you know, we we need to teach our children that the folks who we serve, those who are experiencing hunger, homelessness, and poverty, there's inherent dignity in these men and women and children. They're they're not lower than us. They're they're, They're our brothers and sisters. These are community members. And just like you'd help out, you know, Miss Sally next door if she needed something, these are your neighbors too. And so the responsibility is on us. We have to do something. I've seen some really, really creative things that schools, families, businesses have stepped forward to do. And I love the creativity. I'll put my email address out there. I'll put my phone number out there. We'll put it on the, you know, Ben at Catholic Charities Acadiana.org. Send me your best idea. I love ideas because I get a lot of ideas and most of them are really, really bad. But every now and then the one that comes through, that's the one that's going to change the world. So there, there are certain things that our organization needs. You know, St. Joseph Diner, we have some really great schools, the private schools, the public schools, they, they put together these food drives. And it helps kids at that, those younger ages to feel like they're doing something. Mm-hmm. And the fact is they are. They are doing something because I can show you times during the year when our shelves are pretty bare. And it's usually when school's out. Okay. Yeah. And so, man, if it wasn't for the schools, we'd have to do something different. We're we're so grateful that the way our diner works, we we cook what's donated, but then we also have a really great partnership with a local hospital that allows us to purchase food at cost, which is the the fresh foods, yeah, you know, the the milk and the eggs and the turkey and those kind of things to create a nutritionally balanced meal for those who are medically vulnerable. And so that's the community coming together. That's, that's community partnership, you know, and it's wonderful. So also I'm looking at our, the Stella Mars Hygiene Center. Mm -hmm. This is a place that is in constant need of razors and deodorant Mm -hmm. and men's and women's underwear, but I mean, new underwear here, but undershirts, things like that, that just you and I may, might be able to make those items work for months and months, but when it comes to those who are living on the street, it just it wears. And so I've seen families go to Walmart, go to Target, go to a place and like find some, some of the things that we need on our website, but find them like in a closeout sale. And I've seen kids do lemonade stands. 
mm-hmm. and they'll they'll put on their lemonade stand, you know, a portion of the proceeds or all the pro, you know, go go toward purchasing things that folks in our community need through Catholic charities. And what a neat experience to th- to have that stand um, at five, ten, you know, twelve years old, whatever. And then you go with mom and dad, and you go purchase those things, and then you're you're a part of the process of going to drop them off. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a mini field trip. I welcome that, and I can, depending on the age of your children, I can set it up to where you come and you can drop off your things, and I can give two minutes. I can show you what it's going towards. I think that makes a difference. I think that makes a, a, a large impact on the kids. Also shows them that mom and dad, or or you know, mom or it's it is it's something that we are interested in and we're going to we're going to take our time and we're going to show you these things in hopes that when later on in life after your education after you're part of of uh the community and a you know a, a, an adult sense that this would be a part of your life too those so those are some great ideas uh and i hate to put you on the spot but yeah. what what's been your most your favorite thing that um a family's done or a school's done. What's, what's been your favorite project or most yeah. impressive maybe? Yeah, or yeah. Most creative. I don't know anything. What's so we, we had a basketball team from a local high school come in, and they, they wanted to do a team-building project. And the, the, the coach is a good friend of mine. So, we, again, we got creative, and we had some really bad ideas. We had some really, some really bad ideas. But the one good one uh, said, man, why don't you bring in that team? And we'll come in after lunch. We'll come in when everybody's gone. And we'll set you up. And as a basketball team, you guys can get in and do like a deep cleaning in the corners and things, both at the Stella Mars Hygiene Center, which is like, hey, you're coming in, cleaning. It's a shower in, in bathrooms, you know. But to see, this was a girls basketball team, to see those girls, they were having the time of their lives. And they were doing it together. I mean, they had they were gloved up and masks and everything, mm-hmm. but they look they're going to remember that. Remember that time that we went to the hygiene center and we cleaned together, and it made a difference. Oh, it made a huge difference. It made a huge difference. And um, actually, that you, know, you can springboard from that to what we've been able to do now with our volunteer effort. The vast majority of our need for volunteers is through St. Joseph Diner. It's hard to volunteer at the shelter. It's hard to volunteer in the Sigur Center. But when it comes to the diner, I mean, we serve three meals a day. And so we need volunteers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Super grateful because we've got lots of, we got regulars, we've got people who come and it's their first time. But it's allowed us to kind of create a different avenue for folks who are who are volunteering and we've a couple times a week get a few folks who come in and help us clean at Stella Morris. And that all came from what might've been a really bad idea, but it wasn't, it was great. So yeah, but for me personally, my family and I, and not with the five-year-old just yet, but with, with Noah and Joel, with the 13 and the 10, we will schedule time to go and serve at the diner. And it's, it's so cool to see the, just the, individuality of your kids and to see what they respond to because my my 10 year old he wants to go on the other side of the serving line he wants to go he wants to go and he wants to take the plates and individually hand them to each of our guys and and girls who come in our clients and it's just it's great because it it's something that he's able to kind of say hey man like my brother 
Like I'm doing that, right. you know, this right. old kid gets to do all the things first, but yeah, leave it up to the middle child to come in there and, you know, take a, take a leadership role, but it really is neat. And I want to kind of reiterate to the community that serving at St. Joseph Diner, it's a tight little time frame. Sometimes the volunteer, the idea of volunteerism get, gets a bad rap because you think, oh, well, if I'm volunteering there, then I have to commit my whole day. Or it's this open-ended thing, and I don't know what's going on, and I'm going to feel like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But let's just say for lunch, folks show up between 1030, 1045, and we serve from 11 to about 1155. And so say 1215, 1230 at the latest, folks are gone. Wow. Um, and so breakfast and, l- and dinner, same way. It's a tight time frame, but it's neat to go in certain parts of the day and to see just who's in there. I, mean, I found Coach Napier was in there the other day. CEO of a local hospital was in there the other day. We've, we've got local media celebrities who, are, who, who just come in, doctors, dentists. They, they just they enjoy being in there and giving back. And I, I want to make it very clear, like, you don't need <laughs> you don't need anything other than a heart that's willing to serve, to come and be a part. And for families who want to serve through St. Joseph Diner, either alone or with their, their children, we just ask that if, if the children are going to be serving under the age of 14, mm-hmm. say anything over the age of seven, that the parents would be there with them. Okay. But if 14 on up, I mean, you can get dropped off if you want. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a great place, great so place to serve. How would if somebody's interested? How would they sign up? What what do they do? Sure, that's a great question. CatholicCharitiesAcadiana.org, not of Acadiana. CatholicCharitiesAcadiana.org. There's a volunteer tab on that page, and when you click it, we've got a really handy dandy online calendar, and it shows you real time what shifts have been taken and which ones are available. And you don't have to take the whole shift. You can come in and just serve one person at a time. But we have a um, we have a, a gentleman in there. His name is Milk, and he's actually an employee of Our Lady of Lourdes. And he is so good at not only uh, cooking. I'm telling you, he is he's amazing. But he he's got such a great personality, and he will make even the most timid person feel like a member of the team and doesn't matter whether it's your first time or you've served there all your life you can feel comfortable knowing that that you're going to be welcomed that's awesome okay so if if you have any other volunteer opportunities would they be listed on the same at the same place yes uh, it would be listed there other than St. Joseph Diner and being able to serve there or doing the cleaning aspect through the either the diner or Stella Maris Every now and then we have larger groups that will reach out to us and say, hey, we'd like to do the, like a service project, like a one-time thing. And so really the, the, the volunteer, the effort that I've seen work the best is groups of people getting together, figuring out what our needs are, either at Stella or the diner or in the shelters, and finding a way to kind of crowdsource these things, whether it's raising money and buying it, or uh, going to your school and getting, hey, if everybody brings in one, then we can we can collectively we can make a big impact. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of that collective impact, feeling like you're a part of something bigger. Something that's really excited me lately is the idea of collective giving. 
if a hundred people gave $5 a month, I mean, that collectively, that makes a big impact, even though you and I would might think, oh, $5, you know, we can go buy a cup of coffee. We, we, We can, we can do without $5. Yeah. Making, make an impact, but feeling like you're doing it as a community. We are uh, currently in for our first really cold night. Yes. Okay. And so, and it's going to be near or below the freezing point for the next three days. And so that presents a certain issue with those who are sleeping on the street. Um, it's already a medically vulnerable clientele. And so those who are, who are on the street, um, they're, they need to get off the street. And so we have, we have created an opportunity for really anybody who is in need of safe shelter to come in. No ID required. You just come in. And so with that, we are literally moving the furniture out of the community room of our shelter to add an additional 30 to 40 individuals in in this area. And so that poses certain issues, such as uh, just a need for more blankets and more hats and gloves and those kind of things. And so kind of keeping an eye on those kind of needs and then trying to find a way to, 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 you know, do a little drive or, or find, uh, find some friends who can jump in and help you out. I just think for parents and another, we want to focus on parenting here for parents. We want to impress on our children that things happen and sometimes it's sad things. Um, but man, we can do something, right? We really can. Like we can do something about that. Because if, you know, you want to win the day, see a need and and try to meet it. Normally at the end, I really like to ask people, um, you know, what's the one thing you want parents to remember from our conversation today? What you just said a second ago was like the perfect wrap up, but I'm going to let you, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you, like if you have any other like parting pieces of guidance or, you know, just one thing that you want parents to remember from our conversation today, what would it be? Well, I'm I'm thinking of the parents out there who may have felt like they've failed their children, parents of children who may have uh, developed drug issues or, 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 you know, substance abuse issues and thinking to yourself, man, I, I never saw it going this way. I didn't expect this. I, I tried so hard. I look at our clients and, and I see that, man, they have moms and dads like they didn't expect it either. But that's not the end of the story. Just for the parents who feel like they failed, I mean, if we can just admit that and just say, you know what, tomorrow's another day and we're going to try, we're going to keep trying. And so for those who are in our shelters right now, on average, uh, you're going to spend about two months there and then we're going to rehouse you and you're going to get a second chance at life. And so in small ways, let's as parents, let's, let's have second chances with our kids. And just like our clients are, are getting second chances when they're rehoused that, and there is a need. And I believe that through the family, Mm -hmm. the world's going to be renewed. I firmly believe that. And so let's dig in and let's introduce our kids to these hard things and let's listen to their ideas of, of what they think we can do to alleviate these problems because they probably have better ideas than we do. I love that. I love that. That's a perfect way to end. I love that. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Ben. I I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all the beautiful work that you guys do over at Catholic charities of Acadiana, just such a, a gem of an organization that really and truly 
does great work in our community. And also to all our listeners, thank you so much um, for being here with us. Please, please like, review, and subscribe our podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, Parenting in Acadiana. And you can also listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. 